0: hey everybody welcome to the big llama show podcast you're listening to a replay of our sunday night live stream live streams are hosted every sunday night 10 p.m eastern standard time on twitch facebook and youtube want to support the show go to youtube look up the big llama show hit like and subscribe hit the bell notification so you know when we post content and now our host the big llama and ad enjoy the show
1: I never lose baby. She ruckus. Dead beat. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Huh? You ain't a killer
0: voice. I hear you yelling stacks on that Everybody, welcome to the Big Llama Show. I'm the Big Llama. I'm here with A D. And it's another Sunday night oh, time for the weekly recap Sunday night live, as we like to call it Sunday night live. Although I'm sure Saturday night live would not appreciate that. I'm <laughs> sure there's some show that has that trademark. So we'll probably get a letter in the mail for that.
1: Hopefully um, not. Hopefully, hopefully not.
0: not. Hopefully <laughs> not. Right. So, uh, all right. So listen, uh, if, for those of you watching live, make sure that you, uh, you know, hit us up in the comments. We'll, we'll definitely um, shout you out in the comments. Uh, somebody who got to the show early, uh, our MVP from last week's show, Love Lenny, me. he said will he, be tuned in, so I'm expecting Lenny to, to jump on any moment. That was at 8.52. He was excited for the show. He, he came on uh, about an hour early, and so uh, that's awesome. So, um, so again, uh, make sure that you uh, – if you're watching this on the replay, make sure you like and subscribe. When you subscribe, become a member of the Lama Nation and hit that bell notification so you know when we post videos – we do this weekly recap every single Sunday at 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time, and uh, again, we recap the week that was. We talk about stories that were big this week, and we're going to talk about a lot of things tonight. So, really, really excited. So, AD, what's going on in your in your neck of the woods, man?
1: Uh, just been streaming a lot this week and just working. You know, trying to like I like we talk about. I'm just trying to create that presence online. So,
0: yeah, no, no I, see, I see
1: you've been on all the
0: time, and I keep jumping on there. You know, to to give you some love. I don't know what I'm watching because you guys, are like, you know, <laughs> are killing people and grabbing stuff and,
1: and running around joking, <laughs> running
0: around joking. But it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, so if you're if you're watching on Twitch, right? That's your, your uh, yeah. Blackout AD is on Twitch. So yes, sir. Make sure you uh, you hit them up if you're into us. Uh, you know, Call of Duty and uh, all those types of games. Um, AD is on all week long. I think right throughout the yes, week, Yes, sir. All right. So excellent. All right, uh, before we get started on today's show, let's talk about topic number one, which is the subscriber count. So last show, I think we were at 102, yep. right? We were 102, we were, we were celebrating 100 subscribers, and this week we hit 111. So from last week to this week, we got a bunch of subscribers jumped on and we were really really excited and we even i I even linked up with a couple of different channels there's a couple channels that hit me up we'll talk about them in just a second uh all right our boy john gillen yo how's it going good luck with the stream hashtag road to a thousand yes
1: thank you john
0: john's always on point man Our, our number one fan one of our top fans is always on every week yes road to 1000 john thank you so much man appreciate the love and support um, like we said, if if you guys comment during the video uh, or during the live stream, we'll put it on the screen. We'll we'll interact with you. That's what, that's how we want this to go. Uh, so again, John, thank you for the support. So yeah, we we hit 111 subscribers. Um, I think we had two or three right after the the live broadcast, like like slowly right after. And then this week we put out, uh, you know, I put out a lot of content this week. Yeah. Um, I think one or two a day, uh, something like that. Uh, a couple of trailer reactions, uh, two movie reviews, and so again, we're doing the organic thing. We're just growing the channel. So thank you to all of our subscribers. Oh, and I did want to mention, um, there's the Movie Brothers. They're a brand new channel. They're starting out. They got about 90 subscribers. Um, they hit me up. They were like, "Hey, uh, now we're 108, right?" And that's, so when they when they added their subscription, yeah, I subscribed to them. I, I you know, I appreciated the love and support. Uh, as youtubers and content creators we got to support each other so if there's somebody out there who's just starting out just like me uh, we don't mind we don't mind reaching out so um, that's our goal we'll just keep growing this channel so anyway um, so that's where we're at that's uh, that's what we're doing thank you very much for subscribing all right I have. Usually I get on here and I rant, right? Like like this has been a regular segment of ours has been Lama the, rants. the, the <laughs> llama rants, right? I come on here and I'm angry about something, usually something gets spoiled. Um, but this week, this week I had what I would call an out-of-body experience. I would call, a, you know, I, I think a small dream come true for baby llama. So, um, so I, I'm going to tell the story right quick. So I did a review for uh, Vivo. Which uh, it's a new animated Sony Pictures movie. It stars Lin Manuel Miranda, and yeah. it has the voice of Gloria Stefan. So, I, I I was instantly very excited for it. I mean, anything Lin Manuel Miranda puts out, I think, is going to be top notch in terms of music, right? So, yeah. You know, one unique thing that I do, and um, I don't mind doing it because I feel like like I'm always honest. So I'm not putting out any anything that I think is bad, you know, or anything that I think is is fake. Um, I actually on my Twitter feeds, and if you guys have seen him, um, I I at the, the the person directly. So if it's Lin Manuel Miranda's movie, I will at him at you know his Twitter handle. Um, I did the same thing. So I put Lin Manuel Miranda and Gloria Stefan. I tagged them both on my Twitter post. And the first thing I saw was the following, which I'm telling you, man, I geeked out, man, I, I freaked <laughs> out. For the first thing I saw was that right there that said. Gloria Stefan the the verified account right this yeah. is not a, a fake Gloria Stefan this is not you know Gloria Stefan spelled incorrectly her verified account liked your reply which i had said please check out my new trailer reaction so so the first thing i did was i ran to, to my wife <laughs> oh my god gloria stefan liked my tweet
1: we're uh, friends now
0: <laughs> we're fr- well at, at first i you know uh, at first i was like oh my god we you know this is awesome yeah. And, um, you know, she's like, that she's she like, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. Um, you know, so I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I get this message on my tweet, on my Twitter. And I, because I had wrote back and I said, I, I did write back and I said, just the fact that Gloria Stefan acknowledges my existence. I go, she was the soundtrack of my childhood. Uh, loved her music so much. Heard the Miami sound. She, I wrote this back because I, yeah, I, yeah. I really was in, I really was impressed. And all of a sudden, I get this message back, and this is directly from Gloria Stefan. They said, "Oh, thanks. Um, oh, that makes me smile big, baby. Thank you." And I, I was yeah. like, "Oh my God, Gloria <laughs> Stefan!" Is writing me back like directly, not not you know you know not oh thank you so much you know yeah. no 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 she wrote me back directly after I I talked about her and dude I I was just on cloud nine man I I don't know I, have you ever had that like celebrity experience like that I don't know
1: <laughs> yeah uh actually a couple weeks ago we went to a a comedy show with this guy Andrew Schultz, who like he does a podcast called Brilliant Indians which I was watching I've been watching since probably like late high school. And um he's just becoming, he's definitely becoming one of the, the top comedians in the game. I mean, he just did like a Netflix show, not even a Netflix special, just like a show. Anyways, he came to Denver, uh, me and my boy, like my boy told me, he was like, yo, he's coming to Denver this time. We got the tickets months ahead. And um, at the show, we seen his cameraman, which he's like also speaks on the podcast, but most people won't really know who he is. Like, I mean, nobody really like even said anything to him and I was just like kind of blown away. So I went. And like shook his hand. It was just like, "Yo, thank you." You know what I mean for all the content he put out because I watch it every week. And um, even the the comedian himself like looked at my story after I posted about it and stuff. So like in a weird way, I told my boy, I was like, in a weird way, Blackout exists in their in their in their lives now. That you know what I mean. Like I came up to him. I was wearing Blackout. Like I said, what's up? They clearly even the dude like answered me back in the DM because I was like, "Yo, just thank you again, type shit." And um, it was just a <laughs> good, it was just a good moment like that like. What I'm doing, even though I'm not there yet, I, I slowly exist in their world. So I can, right. see where you, I can see exactly what you're feeling right now. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it was awesome. All right. We have uh,
0: MVP Lenny. Uh, Lynn Lin Miranda, now you have my daughter hooked. So <laughs> I think if, if your daughter Colin is watching, then yes, we've got her hooked. And yeah, Vivo. That's the new Lin-Manuel Miranda movie that I reviewed. And then he, yeah, I think he wrote this as we were talking about Gloria Stephanie, He put that's awesome. Yeah, man, I, I'm telling you, the fact that, that they acknowledge my existence says that the big llama show, the big llama uh, is is in your sphere. So uh, yeah, so it, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Um, I think my my last my last big tweet was to Kevin Smith, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and he liked my tweet for the trailer reaction to Masters of the Universe, um, which I, I was blown away that he liked my tweet. Did went didn't go any further than that, but that's yeah. okay. That's okay. Um. You know, and, and honestly, some of these big YouTubers too that, that I have um, I've been interacting with on, on Twitter, um, late to the party, um, the real rejects. Um, these guys have been have been replying back. You know, not again, not they're not my besties or anything, but they are liking my tweets, and I'm you know we're we're interacting and exchanging, which to me is again just a small bit of, of motivation I need to keep this going. Because you know, and again, Gloria Stefan, I mean, a certified legend icon. Um, I wish I wish we didn't have copyright issues or I'd play some some uh, some Some Konga. Yeah, I'll I'll be running, I'll be doing up and down here. Um, I mean,
1: if you think about it, it's a like I said, it's kind of almost like we're uh, in their realm, and just the fact that they like your stuff, they might not necessarily look at your page. But that off chance that one somebody who does like your stuff looks at your page and maybe likes your content and just continues to watch you, just that off chance. Um, There's this guy named Gary V. He, he says it all the time. It's like a baseball analogy, really. He's like, he's like, yeah, you might strike out one time, but you got four more at-bats, three more at-bats, and all you need is one hit to make a home run. So just, just every chance you get to get your name out there, you never know. It could do – I mean, even one retweet would yeah. significantly bump you up.
0: Listen, I mean, look, I, I did get a, I get, I got a couple of, of Twitter followers. Yeah, uh, probably I would say a good five to ten, um, right after the Gloria Stefan tweet to me directly, um, which was great. Um, you know, and I, I, I was just in awe. I was just like, these people now are checking out my stuff, and so I was just blown away. So, ooh, that was a great week for me. <laughs> <laughs> I am still feeling great about it. I'm still feeling great. Um, all right, before we continue, before we continue and go to the next topic, um, I do want to say a huge thank you to Mama Llama, who obviously makes the shirts and everything for me. She does Wrigley Roo designs. I, I put that in the, in our description of the live chat uh, or the live stream, and I put it on my videos. So if you want your custom shirts, but but that's not the reason I'm, I'm shouting her out. One is we share a workspace back here. So yeah. where I am sitting, uh, you know I have my, my show on the side here, and she has her... Uh, regular Root designs on the left and I had to kick her out for the live show so I am so sorry that we had to kick you out in the middle of one of your very big projects um, but I thank you so much for sharing your space with me and not uh not killing me but thank you so much so I, ha- I had to do that I have to make sure um you know that she that she knows that I, I'm really really appreciative of that that's a good gesture because I know she was really busy and, and wanted to get it done but she allowed me to do the show. Uh, Lenny, the MVP, you us see the rhythm knows the big llama. That's right. That's right. Man, listen, man, I was, I was singing Gloria Stefan songs all day that day. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, all right, let's, let's move on to the next topic. I know we're, we're jumping really quick in the topics, but I, there's one that we're going to spend a little bit more time on. Um, but this one is just a quick, uh, we had teased it last week and we had said that Cinna. Right. Cine, SRE is going to be in studio with me. Uh, I tried to pin down a date with him. Um, he's very busy. He's, you know, in the middle of baseball season for his son. And so him and I are in the same circuit. So we, <clears> we're <throat> just we're just winding down. Um, he told me he promised me this week. He tweeted me back or, or he texted me back, said, I'm going to pin down a date, man. We're going to make it happen. So one thing I wanted to do is play this quick video. And I, I just figured this is a good tease into what we have coming up. And again, we're excited to interview him because I again, we're we're fascinated by the the journey he's taken to become an artist and how a New York-based guy becomes a huge hit in England, you know, yeah. across the pond. To me is just fascinating. So I can't wait to talk to him about it. But um let me play this this quick hype video. Hold on. Here we go. They say a great MC comes along once every 5 years. Looks like it's about that time. I don't care what you people say, never follow rules, I'm a trendsetter anyway Okay, I march to the beat of my own drum They say I need rules in my life, well I got something. That's one, kill the competition, two, be a loyal dog Three, and if they stitch it you on your man, send them to the more Four, when you party, go hard till you hit the floor Five, if you just see me do it, what the hell you asking for? Welcome to my world, S-I-N-A Now, if that doesn't get you hyped for an interview, I don't know what will. I mean, the dude's got bars, man. The dude's got yeah, bars.
1: he's got bars, and he's got a unique voice, too. I really think he sounds very uh, London-based rap-ish. And it, it makes sense by his voice, like, why he's popping over there. Because they have, like, a, a certain sound with their grime music, and he kind of fits it. He don't sound like Obviously, he don't have that accent, but it, his his voice and his delivery kind of sounds like a grime artist.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, um, you know, I, I, I just listen when I met him, I met him and he was he was in the middle of doing this, this um, this album release. And I think he was going to, to Europe and he was doing all this stuff. And I was just blown away that, you know, he was giving me the time of the day, even though, you know, him him and my, you know, his son and my son played on the same team. Yeah. Um, But the fact that I could see his stuff on YouTube, I can play his music on I- iTunes and Apple Music. I was just blown away And um. You know I, what I did? What I did one time is we were at the ballpark and we were doing walk-up songs, and I was in charge of the music, and I played his his song in the, in between innings, and he just kind of looked at me like, like, "Why well, did?" Do. Yeah. Like, yeah. So you know, I got yeah, I get excited, man. I get I, I like to give people credit and shout them out. Plus, like I said, I, one day he's
1: gonna play your uh, first YouTube video on on a <laughs> jumbotron. He's gonna get
0: you back. Here's what I here's what I imagine, right? Here's here's let me let me let me bring you to my world. Let me in my brain, my little brain. Here's what I imagine. Get got a 10,000 subscribers. We're having a big shebang, right? This live show at a live venue. Oh okay. this, this, this is my okay. brain here. I don't think it'll ever happen, but you know. And all of a sudden they play the music, right? Right, And then he comes out, sings the intro, and I come out walking out there with my hands up talking (laughs) to all my loyal subscribers. So
1: That would be sick, actually. There you
0: go. See, that's that's what's brewing in the brain, right? I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but, you know, a man can dream. A man can
1: dream. If you can think (laughs) it, you can achieve it, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we can. All right. Let's talk about today is August the 1st. It's National Spider-Man Day. I mean that's a that's an actual thing. I didn't know it was, but when somebody told me it was National Spider Man Day, I immediately assumed trailer. The, the trailer will drop. I mean, what what other day would be best to drop a trailer other than Spider Man Day? And the marketing department at Sony trolled us yet again.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I trailer, don't get right? what they're doing, man. Like, is the trailer not done? You know what I mean? Are they still working on some effects are they still trying to like find a way not to like spoil the plot? Like there's I mean the movie comes out in December. We could at least get like a teaser trailer. You know what I mean? A 30 second 40 second trailer just to put us at ease, but they're just uh they're just that's toying what, with our emotions at this point.
0: That's what and, see, and, and so that's what I'm afraid of is they're going to put out a, a quick trailer. It's going to be a 30 second spot nothing new and maybe maybe a snippet of a new suit and then you know curtains that's it you know, mm. see them in in theaters in december and and so i think that i think people are going to be pissed if that happens i think they're going to have to put like a minute minute and a half trailer and some really nice goodie in there like like doc ock or jamie fox's character somebody just to please the masses because it's become so huge man there's there's I'm literally hundreds of videos now, like even today on Twitter, um, hundreds of people posting fake videos, real video. I mean, what they think is real video. And I think there's yeah. a picture out now of, I guess, an onset leaked photo of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange, which, mm. which to me, again, looks like a legitimate picture, but I don't know what to believe, man. I, I mean, he is
1: in the movie. They're saying he's taking like the Tony Stark approach. Or, like, role as, like, Spider-Man's mentor. Yeah. So he is in the movie at some point. Uh, maybe we'll get it, like, three, two months out. We'll get the official trailer where it's a minute long. But I just don't understand why we haven't seen anything. Like, they're super hush about this movie.
0: Right, right. And like I said, the, the marketing department, I, I honestly, is trolling everyone. Because t- today they released, I think it was from Marvel. Marvel Entertainment released, a, um, a like, a 45-second... Video, yeah, and it, and it was to say um, thank you to Spider Man fans. <laughs> I mean, people are uh... waiting for anything to drop. That thing drops. A million people watch it, and they're like, oh. I mean, even me. I was like, oh, you know, mind you, it's Sunday, right? So I'm not working. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, if this thing drops today, I'm going to be the first one to post it. I'm going for it. Yeah, I think think I get the notification in my phone, and I'm like, oh, let me check it out real quick. Make sure it's the thing. Thank you for Spider Man fans. Spider Man Day <laughs> just set me down, man. That's I, a clear.
1: That's a very clear troll. I, I they mean, did. It, they did it also with the title. No, like the yeah. promo for the title. They gave us like like ten titles. They gave us like ten titles, and they even had like Zendaya. Um, what's the kid's name? Uh, Tom Holland. Tom Holland. They yep. had like them, them like tweet on their accounts or like post on their accounts, like one of the titles, like, could it be this one? So clearly they're going in a trolley route. It's just, uh, <laughs> it's just I me. wonder, just I, I wonder if it has to do with like, we got WandaVision, the Falcon and Winter Soldier show and Loki within like a couple months of each other. And this is like the true break we'll get between Marvel projects you know, because they were, like, a month, month and a half apart. They weren't, like, too uh, too far apart. So I wonder if that's, that's a thing. Because after that, we'll get what? I mean, if it comes out in December, we'll probably have Doctor Strange by, like, March, May. Yeah, the, the last thing I read was
0: that the, the final Carnage trailer is coming out tomorrow or close to tomorrow. Hmm. And after that, they're saying that's probably the the last thing that they're waiting for. You don't want to get ultra excited about Spider-Man and then Carnage is like right behind it, you know? So maybe they're waiting for Carnage to release. Or, when
1: does Carnage come out?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I got to look it up. I got to look it up. I look it up. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but wouldn't this be a, a crazy tie-in if they play the Spider-Man trailer during the Carnage movie? Mm. That, that to me sells. That's tickets. where they release I would, it? I would go. I would go. I, I, you know, I'm i interested in the Carnage movie, but I wasn't going to go to the movies to see it. But, hell, I'm going... I'll I'll pop a ticket in if, if it means I get to see that stupid trailer. Yeah, if, if <laughs> they don't
1: post it on, like, the first weekend, they don't right. post it at all online, they just like, you have to go see it. That would be actually a, a yep. pretty elite move because most people would go and watch it. Of course.
0: Of course. And if they're smart, and, and I think they are, they know how much people are salivating for this trailer. And I think they'll do it, man. I think they'll definitely make everybody go to the movie. And I think they did it for Jurassic Park, right? They they wanted everyone to go to F9. So they released a 30-second trailer saying, see the whole thing Uh, if you go to the IMAX version of F9. And people went to see it for Jurassic Park,
1: you know? Yeah, big but September. September yeah. 25th. So, yeah, it's huh. right around the corner. And that would be right around the, the three-month mark, two-month mark?
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it it would piss people off. I would tell you that right now, but like,
1: I I can see that as a power move. You know? Oh, yeah. Damn. Uh, I, now that now that you mentioned that, that might be their play. That might yeah. be their play. <laughs> you want people to go to to see the movie. You see how bad people want to see this trailer. And who know? Like, what we were talking about a couple shows ago. Like them tying the Tom Holland Spider Man to that universe. This could be a way to do it with introducing the multiverse, having Dr. Strange in. Obviously yeah. they're they're adding these other uh villains from other Spider-Man series, so who knows. There's there they definitely got the long play in mind.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think they learned they're learning from from Marvel on this one. So um all right. Well, transitioning <laughs> over to Disney and the House of Mouse and Marvel, uh they're they're in some deep water with uh scarlett johansson so this was the big story this week that scarlett johansson is suing disney and marvel Not i think disney disney owns marvel so it's disney um because of the same day release and access and because her money is tied to um to box office sales so she has a a, a, you know from what i understand from what i read she has a front-end deal that pays her x amount of dollars And then she gets points on the movie so that if the movie does break certain numbers she gets bonuses on top of it and she was an executive producer on the movie so Mm. so her her money is definitely tied up in the success of that of the the movie how much money comes back to it and yeah it had a phenomenal opening weekend and then it dropped it dropped like 60 70 percent weekend too And this was a movie slated to have, you know, a good $500 million opening yeah, uh, box office worldwide, maybe a billion dollars. And, you know, I think what pissed off, I I don't know what pissed off Carl Johansson and her people, but what I would have been pissed about is, I don't know if you saw it, but when they released the numbers, right, the opening weekend numbers, they they added the... um, they added the Disney premiere access numbers to the box office numbers to say she had a hundred or it was one hundred and fifty million dollar opening weekend. Yeah, and it was nowhere. I think it was 80 million box office revenue and the rest was from um, Disney Plus.
1: But that has to be I mean, that's a loophole if you really think about it, because that was the first movie where it wasn't just released alongside with the streaming service. That was the first movie that you actually had to pay extra to see. Right, right, You know what I mean? Like, all the other ones that came before, Mortal Kombat and all that, it was just on the service already. You would not have to pay that extra. But this one was, like, the first one where you had to pay the 30 to see it. And, I mean, that's, like you said, if they added the numbers to that to make it $150 million and it was only $80 million box office, she's not touching that money. You, you know what I mean? And I felt like Disney did her wrong with, like, they they kind of tried to flip it on her, like, if she was being greedy about it. Well, yeah, they—they—they—they
0: they, oh, they, they, they slapped her with the COVID.
1: Yeah, like you're,
0: like, you're not being sympathetic to the plight of the of COVID in the world. I mean, they—that was cheap. That was a cheap move to. And they released
1: that. her uh, pre, like her upfront numbers which I think she got twenty mil upfront. Yeah, yeah. They, so they're they trying to she, make it seem like, hey, you made your money. You know what I mean? But she's obviously worth. That's her featured movie. She's obviously worth more than twenty mil on it.
0: Yeah, and that's you know what? Honestly, it's it's probably twenty million, and I I'm assuming that's one of those numbers, is probably her standard rider for a movie. It's yeah. probably her standard fee per movie that that she agrees to is somewhere in that range of twenty million. Yeah. So that's she's a top elite A-list actress, and that's what they make. Um, you know, Lenny wrote here that you know she has some real beef, which which is true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I and here's the problem, right? And, and and this is what you know. You had mentioned the um. um you mentioned that the Mortal Kombat release, a lot of them, a lot of the HBO releases, they renegotiated with some of those those filmmakers and mm-hmm. or paid them. So I know they paid Patty Jenkins and Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman 84. They went back and they said, here, here's some money because we're not going to, it's going to release worldwide, but we're going to release the same day. And so they gave them some money. So that's, I think the right smart move, but they didn't do that with Scarlet. So.
1: Yeah, because I'm sure if they came with her, they approached it with some kind of like, hey, we're doing it this way. Obviously, it affects your back-end numbers. Right. But, it, you know what I mean? Th- then it kind of like cools down. I mean, that's smart on um, DC's part because it cools them down. You know what I mean? Then you won't have this problem because as we see, and we're going to talk about in a couple minutes, it started, uh, it started something. You know yeah. what I mean? So clearly, and I even read like, it seems like, Actors and actresses all around are, are in support of what she's doing because I mean, you, you can't sign a contract, have a, a deal with somebody, and then especially I I feel bad enough bad, but I, I don't like how they try to like position it. She doesn't care about COVID and that she already made the 20 million when they're a billion dollar company, you know what I mean? They, ha- right. they have the money to pay her, you know right. what I mean?
0: They, go ahead, and why babe.
1: not renegotiate? Why yeah. not just talk to her about it?
0: Yeah. Um, one, one thing, real quick, Lenny's got a couple points here. He says, I was reading about the two big things uh, that I took away. Uh, the suit alleges that Johansson agreed that her salary for the film would be based in large part on the film's box office hall. Yeah, um, that is huge, that is huge, <laughs> and that's what we're talking Like, like that, I, I know that there are a lot of stars who know that the movie will bank and, and make big money that will put up either get a lesser salary or agree to certain percentages of the box office draw because they know um they're gonna make some money on the back end yeah, whether it's to, to me that's or, the to me yeah. that's
1: the smartest move I mean you got I mean wherever like think about if that if this movie gets picked up on TBS and gets played she's getting residual income off the back end no matter what so as a business person that's a that's the move to make it's just Disney trying to get one over on these these actresses mm-hmm. and actors.
0: Yeah, and and you know what's funny is is and I saw two schools of thought with Scarlett Johansson, which which, because at first it was her by herself, and we're gonna, yeah, the next person who followed her right after, but there were two schools of thought. They were, a she's never gonna work for Disney or Marvel ever again, right? Like you've you sealed your coffin, you know you're done, um, but the, the other people were like that's just raw. It's just a raw deal that she got, and if that's true, it's bad on the House of Mouse, right? So yeah um let's see uh yes and the cnbc piece you're showing yeah what's my number two yeah that that uh yeah so so let's but before we go to the next person right this disney plus plan very very um i know that the theater chains hate the plan the same day release hbo got flack here's the problem hbo got flack first yeah actually um universal got hit first because they put out trolls who, who cares about that movie, honestly? But that's, that's like the singing. Yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, They put out trolls at the top, at the, at the height of the pandemic, right? And they had agreed with the theater chains at the time because they were starting to shut down.
1: Yeah. That they would
0: not release into video on demand or day and date, that type of thing. And they did it. They did it anyway. And like there was a scathing letter from the theater chains to Universal you will never play your movies, such and such. Um, Disney. And HBO, HBO was the next one to get hit with it because they yeah. they were bold. They were like, all our movies for the next year are going to come out at, on our sur- streaming service and in the theaters. And and wow. I mean, that was... And, but Dune, Dune is the only one that survived that. Dune was supposed to be released on HBO Max. Um, and it's not. They, they pushed that one to theater only.
1: So... Yeah. I feel like with this, it showed that... Because at the beginning of the pandemic theaters was get we getting talked about like they're never coming back right right but i think what the pandemic showed that people just want to get the f out their house you know what i mean and movies is a great way and not necessarily cheap when you add in all the snacks and all that but a lower cost event that you can bring your whole family to you guys can experience something together it's just like it's like going to a theme park without spending the money to go to a theme park. So I feel like they learned during the pandemic that these at home movies don't do it for people. I mean, we've had conversations about it here where it's like you've watched a lot of the movies and you have like a good sound system. I don't, I just have my computer. So I watch it like in this same setup. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't give me the same feeling. Like I, I get distracted when I'm here at home. Whereas if I'm at the movies, I'm, I'm totally locked into that movie. Even if I don't care about the movie, I'm locked in. I'm watching. I'm going to. Exp- Actually, experience the movie, and you know, I mean, give me maybe a, a higher chance of liking the movie and watching it again, or or however yeah. it is.
0: And and, and we you're right, we talked about the experience is what you take away from it. The yeah. the, the cheering, the hooting and the hollering, the yeah, yeah. the moment that there was a surprise, you know, part in the movie. You remember who was with you. You remember being there. The smells that you know, yeah. the whole thing. I mean, think about it. If Avengers Endgame came out during the pandemic, to me. That I mean, that was a that's a that was like a once in a lifetime experience that I I experienced live with you know three hundred other people yeah. uh, who all of us cheered, laughed, cried the whole thing together, and I will never
1: forget that movie because yeah, actual I, cultural event. Same yeah. with Black Panther. Like those those movies wouldn't have the impact and leave like long lasting impressions. Like think about like, Mortal Kombat. I waited. I watched. Le- I, I always talk about yep. leaks. Yep. Like I was years ahead of this movie and to be honest i haven't watched it since it hasn't left that impact on me and even like my boy like he was telling me he was like yo i want to watch it i was like bro to be honest you know how much i love the first mortal kombat movie how much i love to hate the second one but i haven't even watched this one again and it's like i think i truly believe it's because i watched it like i watched a youtube video just in my gaming chair just in an in in an environment where i'm not gonna truly engage in it
0: Right, I mean, think of that one gruesome scene that we talked about. I mean, we, we joked about it on our first our first episode, right? Yeah. We had said the part where that woman gets split in half. Yeah. Like, how visceral is that when you're sitting in an audience and you're, you're yeah. people are like,
1: <gasps> oh, oh. oh. Yeah.
0: making all kinds of noises? You nope. remember. You know exactly who you who was there what you saw but again you i watched it at home and i was like you're right i haven't watched it again i've had i had on hbo max i had every opportunity to watch it three times over and i never watched it again i I didn't even
1: want to watch it again it's not a bad movie i just yeah i didn't want to watch it so if um, they were if they were to release it in theaters now i would go and watch it in theaters now because at that point theaters were just opening i didn't get to go but like I would, I want to experience it in the theaters. I mean, I want to experience it, every movie at this point in the theaters, and I think that's what they—that's their big takeaway, I think. And
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something to be in there. <laughs> uh, Lenny Lenny says here, in the end, as always, the lawyers win. Yes, they do. Um, but hey, not only Scarlett Johansson, Emma Stone is suing Disney, and she just had Cruella that came out, which was which was a, a, a highly uh, cr- critical success. Box office success, but what happened to her money? Disney Plus. Disney Plus took a lot of her revenue. Now I don't know if she executive produced on it. I don't think she did. But I again, if she's going to sue Disney, now she's in better standing with Disney, by the way. So like Scarlett Johansson, you could say many things about her. And and look, what what she's doing is business. Yeah, it's a business move. She was owed money. (laughs) The contracts are the contracts. That's fine. I I can respect it highly. Emma Stone has leverage. She's set to make Cruella Part Two. Like they're already in the works to make Part Two because it was a huge success. Her property can continue to move forward. And there's no there's no you know for for them they owe something to to Emma Stone. You know her next contract negotiation for film two is not going to be easy.
1: I do um, feel like. Do you- Maybe you feel this way, too. But I do feel like, obviously, because what I read in an the, in the article I just had pulled up, it's not necessarily that she's suing already, but she's considering it. And same with Emily Blunt. Like, they're, like, specifically wording it. Like, it's almost like they're trying to see what's going to happen with this Scarlett Johansson situation and then make moves after. But like you said, if she's already in works and talks for making a second one, yeah. this this may help. She might not necessarily sue them. But damn sure she's going to have a contract where Disney Plus is going to be involved, Yeah, in, I, you know, going forward.
0: Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and this is now, mind you, it's always business, right? It's always business. So I, I'll say this. Now, Emily Blunt's the third person because now Jungle Cruise, which we'll talk about later because I reviewed the movie. But Jungle Cruise, same thing. Disney Plus Premier Access. I didn't go to the theater to see it. I stayed yeah. home to watch it because it yeah. wasn't an event movie for me yeah. but it's a hugely highly rated movie like it's a Rotten Tomatoes score of like 87 90%. It's up there. Yeah. Um but if you're with a family and you don't want to go out plus the the covid numbers are going up. Yeah. So so this this now, you know, bites into now Emily Blunt though is different because if you think about this Emily Blood's movie is, you know, just came out this this last weekend. The COVID numbers are going up. The variant issue, like like yeah. her PR is a little bit different than Scarlett Johansson's and way different than Emma Stone's because Emma's movie came out when we thought we were in the lull when we, you know, the vaccines were coming out, the numbers were way down. Yeah, we were coming out of it. Scarlett's numbers, they, you know, it was a couple weeks ago, uh, and then. The jungle cruise is definitely going to be impacted by COVID, but now again, the the right thing to do, and, and again, the right thing to do versus what the business is going to do is way different. Yeah, you know, um, because if you can get it, if you in, in this it's a cutthroat industry, if you can get away with, you know, giving somebody just the bare bones, if you sign a contract says I'll work for a dollar, they're yeah. only going to pay you a dollar, even though it's not the right thing to do, they don't care. So um, I think in this case. The right thing to do, to you know, from, from an upfront perspective, is meet with your talent, is meet with the actors, meet with the producers, whoever, and and strike a deal and say, guys, there's no way you're going to recoup the money you think you're going to recoup. As a good faith gesture, we're going to give you whatever, um, and that way it avoids this type of PR because Disney is looking pretty bad, especially with with uh, Scarlett Johansson.
1: Yeah, I mean, it seems like Scarlett obviously has more skin in the game when it comes to the movie because, like you said, she's executive producing. She's was with the franchise for, what, nine nine or ten movies yes. before this movie came out? You know what I mean? Like, again, executive producer, and she's a star of it. Um, but I find it curious that, like, they haven't said anything about Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's also in Jungle Cruise, so maybe – his uh it's a good thing you brought that up because I did do some research on Dwayne's Dwayne's
0: money. Yeah. Dwayne's Dwayne's production company and his his movie company produced and financed some of this movie. Okay. So that they, they got their money up they're locked in. in. Yeah, they're locked in. Locked in. It's in production costs, and I'm sure there's a back end deal to pay off the company and make the money they're supposed to make. So he he has um if he has the, so so he makes money off of the production company, he makes money off executive producing credit, and he makes money as an actor in this movie. Mm. So I don't think his his money is not necessarily tied into the to the uh, box office, I don't think, but he has a definite advantage in this particular situation. And, and now, if he stands in solidarity with Emily Blunt, that's different. He should do mm. that if, if, if that's the route she's gonna go. Now, Emily Blunt, I think, is rumored. To be considered. Yeah, what? I how mean the, the, quote are... I
1: seen, the quote I seen was like she's gonna eye the numbers. You know, what I mean she's right. gonna be watching the numbers carefully. That's right. how I read it. I think the only one that's truly going forward right now at this moment is Scarlett. Oh yeah. And I think they're good everybody else is gonna follow her lead, whether because it is like if it's affecting their back end money, then it's only fair to put them on a piece of what you're making on Disney Plus, because like you said, if COVID numbers are going up, um People even before the COVID numbers are going up. It's not like the movies were back to what they were before COVID. Right. So no matter what, you're getting a big percentage of people watching. It's gonna be on these. It's just convenience. People are gonna go for what's easy. But like I, I was saying earlier, of course, it shows that hey, you know, movies are still viable and there's still a huge number in that. But at this point. People are really gonna watch most of their movies, especially yeah. if they have the the option to watch it on these streaming platforms. They're gonna watch it on the streaming platforms.
0: Right, right. And, and remember, I, I told you, uh, Black Widow. I oh, I had tickets and I almost canceled them because I was like, ah, I just stay home. Yeah. And and that's that to me. Now uh, I think the upcoming releases are can't miss. Right. Yeah. Oh, Spider Man, Shang Chi, um, Dune is coming out. I mean, you've got huge movies that should be billion dollar movies. Um, that are cultural events. There are big, big movies that you got to go see in the theater, and if the COVID numbers go up, we may see them move the dates, and that's the danger, right? Because I don't think people want that. But at the same time, if they don't agree to disagree, right, about them yeah. producing it same day, you're going to have a lot, a lot of issues. So um, I don't know. I don't know what. It's just, just uncharted danger.
1: territories. Yeah, it's just uncharted territories. This is going to set the president, uh president. For, like, what's coming on next? Because if COVID numbers do go up, like you said, they're gonna either have to push these movies back to where it's another year out. And I mean, think about a lot of these movies were already pushed year plus. So it's not like they were only pushed a couple months, they were pushed years already. So yeah. if, if they get pushed again, then at that point, they're doing it because they don't wanna continue like this trend of like maybe the actors not getting what they signed on for and it's it it is bad pr especially how they came at scarlet i think yeah people's mouth yeah they they didn't they didn't
0: go about it the right way i mean i think they were hurt and even kevin Feige came out and said he's upset with the way it's being handled Uh, that you know the head of marvel is not happy and so you better keep that dude happy because if he walks away you've got a lot of big shoes to fill so uh and you know what's interesting and and, and maybe we'll talk about a little bit later on the show but um, Suicide Squad comes out, mm-hmm. a- and it's the same day as HBO Max. So that movie's going to lose a bunch of money, especially if the COVID numbers keep going up the way they are. So, all right, so stay tuned, I guess. Stay tuned. We'll have to see what uh, what the future holds. I feel like this
1: is definitely a topic we'll come back to because it's only the start of it, really.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it. it oh, you know who else? Uh, Gerard Butler, right? I, one of, the guy from uh, Olympus yeah, yeah. Or has fallen.
1: He for is, what he's movies?
0: doing for one of his movies that came out during the pandemic and his movies are terrible. So like (laughs) even he's getting in on it like, Hey, if you're suing, I'm going to sue for 10 million. You wouldn't have made 10 million on that movie, dude. That was a direct to DVD uh, release, man. So anyway, (laughs) all right, let's, let's talk about something a little bit uh, different. Uh, Something a little bit, uh, you know, it's happening now the Olympics, right? We got a lot of stuff happening in the Olympics Um, we're going to hit a a pretty serious topic first, and then we'll get to a little bit lighter subject. But, um, you know, what we have going on is the huge discussion about Simone Biles and how athletes are now viewed and, honestly, the growing awareness of mental health issues. Um, Not that she wants to be the poster child, right, for mental health issues. Yeah, I just think it's now more of a topic of discussion that the people are comfortable discussing. But um, as everyone knows, she pulled out of the, the team event um, and she's either gotten a lot of support or criticism from it. And so it's a huge news story because I mean, she was set to, to break records. She was, I mean, she's already the greatest gymnast that's ever been, uh, you know, to ever, you ever put them, you know, to ever be on a competitive stage.
1: Yeah.
0: And, now, she backed out, and so a lot of people are feeling a certain way about that.
1: Um, Like you said, it's it's just the rise of awareness of mental health, and this is—I mean, we seen it with Naomi Osaka, the tennis player. Oh, right, she, right. Yeah, she can't. She pulled out. I think it wasn't oh, that, the Olympics. French, it was right, Open. French, the French Open. French Open. Yeah or, yeah, or
0: one of those. Yeah, it
1: was one. Of, it was a tournament right before this, and I think she did it because of like the Olympics coming up. So it was like to maybe give her a little break, but we're going to see this with athletes to come. I mean, even Kyrie Irving has done this. I mean, this past season, he, he pulled out and used a mental health card. And I think the criticism is is unwarranted because people don't understand the pressure of, especially, like, she's considered the greatest gymnast of all time. Right, That's immense pressure. And uh, some people can argue that maybe she puts it on herself because, like, I, I heard that she has like the like a goat on her leotard and like she brings that on. But if you're the best, you're going to say you're the best. I mean, as a competitor. All competitors, they, they feel like they're the best and they should feel like they're the best. That I don't think that should take away, though, from like if she's going through something mentally and feels that she can't perform at the highest level, then why would you risk, especially like the team event? Because I think she also pulled out sing, like the singles as well. But like especially in the team event, why would you – Put yourself and your team through something if you know you can't do it to the best of your ability.
0: Right. It was the worst um, vault that she's done in her career. Yeah, And she said right after that, she didn't feel right. Her body and her mind were not feeling right. And she did what she thought was best for the team and best for her. And that is to remove herself from that equation. And so a lot of people have responded that it's very brave of her to do that. Um, It shows that she is... Um, you know, in tune with her body and with her mental health issues, and I you know here's the thing is is you know again, dinosaur versus the new, right so yeah I, I can remember the celebrated athletes of those you know Olympics back in the day, um, I think it was Carrie Strug or whoever got hurt Maybe she bolted and she like pretty much like popped her Achilles or whatever she did. Yeah. I mean she was not fit to run, but she had this pressure, and we celebrate that we we celebrate the injured athlete so here's here's what i hate right and this is more it's more of a rant on this stuff than anything but here's what i hate right is that we celebrate the athlete who will play through the pain right we we you know they got a broken limb a uh, torn <laughs> ligament they tape it up you know and, and they get out on the field they're the tough guy they they're doing it for because they they take pride in their profession yeah then the second we hear that they have drug problems because they've been, you know, taking pain meds and painkillers, uh, or or commit suicide out of you know mental health strain, yeah. we're the first to to knock them down because we cannot we we and as a, as a society we cannot help it, but we want to break we want to build them up and knock them down, and that's what I can't stand about people who say that they're sports fans and they, you know, want to critique this stuff. Of, oh, she's, she's weak because she, she, you know, mentally, she can't handle it. Dude. Like we're the first ones to say, you know, when she, when she, if she doesn't take care of her own problems, we'll be the first one to say, well, she had it all in her hands and she ruined
1: it by being on drugs. And I mean, it's just, that's just the competitive nature of people though. Like, yeah, as a, as a competitor, you don't want it. She, I'm sure she doesn't want to not compete. But like, what what can you do? Some people can tape their their injuries and go in and and dominate, or mentally be like, "Hey, I'm not right, but I'm gonna get this done, and then I'll deal with it later." You know what I mean? Some people are capable of that, but not everybody. You know what I mean? And you got and it's just knowing oneself. Like, "Hey, I'm not capable of performing at the highest level because my mental is bad." I mean, you can make the excuse for like Jordan. Jordan, uh, he quit. He quit, yeah. After his three, after he won three in a row, I mean, I'm sure it had to do with his dad. You know, I lost of the course. fathers. It's not easy. Yes. But there had to be a part of him that was like, hey, I know what it takes to win these championships. I just won three in a row. Do I really think I can do four in a row? And as a competitor, do I want to stay and not win? Do I want to play this season and not win? I mean, that's that's yeah. the biggest knock on, on LeBron now is that, you know, Jordan didn't lose in the finals. You know what I mean? Once Jordan won, he didn't lose in the finals. But if he would have stayed, who knows what would have happened. He could have lost his next year. You know what I mean? And that was kind of his prime. So it wasn't like he was old, washed, like at the end of his career. He, he quit because there was something mentally with him, whether he says it or not. And I think even in the last days, he kind of alludes to it and, and says it. But, I mean, you got to give the same respect. That you give him, like nobody's like, oh wow, that's that's not cool that Jordan quit. They they look at him as the ghost though. You gotta still respect what she's done on on the Olympic stage.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, and and think about you know, and and Jordan is a great example because Jordan had many many demons. Right, he had some gambling issues around the yeah. time. Um, his his even his even his father's death was treated in such a way that it was a conspiracy that he was trying to uh, get out of a suspension. I mean, the, the dude was suffering. His dad was everything to him. His dad was the the, the, the guy who he saw every day. And if we watch the the Jordan special, right, the uh, the the last dance, you saw that the first half of that Jordan's father was prevalent in the entire series. Yeah. And and so when that happens, you you have to reevaluate and think about what you want to do. And and Jordan knows what it takes, right? He said, "I know what it took." And I just didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Right. And it's not any different than Simone Biles. She knows what it takes. And she knows because she's done it now at mm. a high level. She's the most highly decorated Olympian, um, the GOAT, right? Is she, you know, um, but, you know, also, right. Also, if, from what I read, she was not being given um, points uh, to some of her. I mean, she's got Olympic moves named after her. Yeah. And i mean so to me they she is the greatest that, that's ever done it but they weren't even giving her credit for those points i heard that that was another reason that there was frustration and, and some anguish there is that she's pulling off moves that nobody can do and her she's and they have no above. standard yeah they have no yeah. standard
1: of like rating it or anything which i mean think about it like that's like a pitcher throwing corner strikes and the umpire not giving it to you that 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 hits on the mental i mean i know it hurts me like like I'm it's like bro I'm throwing right here exactly I'm throwing it in the strike zone and you keep get, you calling it a ball now I have to attack in a, a hitter's count in a position where I don't you know what I mean like it's it's just a mental thing but you can't take away what she's done you know what I mean I and she's done it and I think too like she did it at a younger age you know what I mean obviously 4 years ago and I think as you get older life hits you a little harder you yeah. know what I mean so she might have she might have been a little bit more free at the younger age to just go out. No nonchalant, maybe no pressure on her. And now, I mean, I guess you can make the argument like she, she brought the pressure on herself. But yeah, no,
0: And listen, listen. And so I'll say this and, and, and we can move to the next topic on this. But what I'll say about athletes, right? I think um, nobody knows the pressure of being an athlete and, and and no one understands it unless you've been in there. um most of us have done sport in some shape or form whether it's in high school you know uh you know or, or other pro leagues stuff like that that's that's understandable like our people people can understand but until you've been in their shoes until you yeah. sat and done and performed at the highest level you have no idea what the pressure is no and so for me i think michael phelps was another example right he came out and he said hey uh, i'm after he you know finished his swim he had trouble with uh mental health issues drugs and all kinds of, and then he now he's the spokesman for you know see a therapist see a, you know yeah. talk to a therapist you know i think i think it's it there's it's a knock on mental health like people see that as weak and i know in my culture you know hispanic culture men don't talk about that yeah. men, men men do not have mental health issues men are men and so to me that's that's I'll, I'll tell you this man i i'm in i'm in tune with my feelings and how i am right yeah. but it took me a long time to get there because what was ingrained in my brain right the man cannot have these faults the man cannot cry the man cannot feel uh, inadequate he must be dominant right That that's in my culture that's how it was yeah um i don't believe that i don't believe it in one one bit but it, Still, even even now, today, right? And I share this just because I, I, I'm fully transparent. Even now, I watch a movie and I'm, I'm gonna cry. I don't want to cry in front of anybody because in the back of my mind, weakness. In the back of my mind, you're, you're weak. If I feel sad, what, what the hell
1: is that, right? Like you try to push it away. I try to push it away, and, and, I, and, and I, to and me, that's the wrong thing. As, as somebody like we always say, like you're older, I'm younger. I've seen the previous generations go through that. You know what I mean? Like my, my father's, like my stepfather, even like my father when he was young. The last conversation I had with like my real dad before he died, he died when I was seven, mm-hmm. sticks out to me the most because that was the most emotional I've ever seen him. But he, I think in, in the back of his head, he already knew he was gonna die. So there was nothing left but to be emotional with me. You know what I mean? Like he always treated me with that same mentality. Like you gotta be tough. I am a competitive guy because I lost a basketball match on my home court and my dad beat my ass and said don't ever lose at home. <laughs> like and that till this day in, is ingrained in my head. Yes. But seeing him him get vulnerable really showed me that like I do have to I I also feel like I'm very in touch with my emotions and I don't mind crying. I I do the same like I try not to do it, but I understand that I can't hold everything back. You know what I mean? There's moments where I feel like I don't have nobody to talk to. And like the days that I do release, I'm like, oh, wow. I have held months, months and months of pent up aggression, pent up sadness that I just haven't let out. And, and you, you need that release sometimes. You Sometimes you need to cry. You know?
0: yeah, oh, no, for sure. So, so again, I think, I, I think I'll, I, that's what I'll leave it at is that many of us culturally have been raised in certain ways that, Especially will, in the
1: color community, like right, especially right.
0: That, that will prevent us from, from exposing and, and, and sharing our feelings or prevent us from seeking help. And so I, that's why I applaud Simone Biles' move. I think to me that shows that even at the highest levels, um, you can take a step back and you can reevaluate, and you can take care of yourself. So right. Um, I don't want to hark on this all night, but but that's it's a very important subject, so um, I, I wanted to make sure we covered it. Um, but let us transition to something a little bit lighter fair, right? Same topic. We're still on the Olympics. Um, let's talk about what NBC is doing on the Peacock Network. I, I'll tell you this, man. This to me is the greatest thing they've done. <laughs> For the Olympics. If anyone is, is, has not seen this. I'm going to play a clip in a minute. It's Kevin Hart and Snoop Dogg. Giving you the play by play. And the highlights on Olympic sports. And if no. If if anything you've checked out for the Olympics. I urge anyone. Go on YouTube. There's a bunch of videos on this. Uh, or go to Peacock if you have it. Or whatever. Um, it is probably one of the funniest things I've seen. and And on Peacock it's uncensored. Mm. And to me, which I mean, hearing the f bomb during an NBC telecast um, is is like one shocking and two hysterical. I mean, I mean, did you? yet? have you watched any of this, or did you just see the clip? I of? just
1: see clips. I just yeah. see clips of it. But it seems like to be, it, it seems like it's a trend because Snoop Dogg was doing like for the UFC, he was doing the Contender Series where he was just getting like lit out his mind and just watching people fight and commentating. And then they even did it with like the celebrity boxing Yep. where they had like uh Desus and Mero, uh two funny like dudes from the Bronx. They had them commentating on like one of the Jake Paul fights. And even I think Snoop Dogg did one of like the YouTube fights as well on Thriller. Uh, Thriller. And it just, it, to me is like, that's how people react in real life. How they're reacting is like, if me and you were sitting on the couch watching the same thing we would yeah. be talking the same way. We would be shooting the crap the same way. So, like, it, it's, it's a real personal thing. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of those Olympic uh, telecasters are, are very uptight and, like, very professional yeah. with it. So, like, unless you're really in the sport, even with, like, baseball, it's still kind of, like, it's still kind of old school in it. Yeah. I yeah. think I think the new trend is, like, trying to get more of a human feel or, like, actual people feel in these, these uh, broadcasts. I I, you know what's funny is and I never I never
0: thought I I could I would say this right but Snoop Dogg is universally loved yeah I mean if you think of his his start right murder was the case Um, you know he he was on a case one (laughs) eight seven yeah he was on a case Mm -hmm. he was in and out of jail he was the you know East Coast West Coast beef the guy has transcended anything that you could imagine into pop culture and. People love him. Martha Stewart. The people who Mm -hmm. love Martha Stewart love him. Like grandmothers and mothers love to hear him just commentate. He he. What he even made a UFC video game, right? Didn't he he do the? I think he's he's one of the uh, the sections. Um, Yeah. Well, you there's a there's a mode, right? I think you just like a freestyle mode, and he's commentating when these guys get knocked out. We crack up so much at this guy's stuff. But but let let me just play the clip that um, that we saw that to me just sort of illustrates what it is that this show does. But hold on, here, here we go. Let's check it out.
1: Olympics, and we don't know what sport it is or what event it has to do with. It. We'll watch it and we'll call it like we see it. You know, I'm down for that. So let's do a cold call. Horses, I like this. This is equestrian. This they is Prancing. They Pranson. call this equestrian. By the way, look at that horse. Did you, oh, the horse crip walking, huh you see that? <laughs> on the set. <laughs> <laughs> That's gangsters of mo- hey! oh, 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 come on. Oh. Oh, look at this, girl. Oh, come on, man. This horse is off the chain. I got to get this in the video. Oh, you said. Oh, my God. Snoop said I got to put the horse in the video. off the chain. I need.
0: (laughs) So, I mean. To, to me, that, that was probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. We said the horse is crip walking, and they kept replaying it and they kept singing it back and forth. They put
1: they put the West Coast music in the background.
0: Right, right. That to me was but but again, that's how you, you branch out the Olympics, right? You you put yeah. some you you think differently, you know, and to me there's there's nothing more different than and Kevin Hart and Snoop just commenting on stuff. And the, the funny part is they really don't know about anything. Like They're not mm-hmm. like faking it. Like, oh, I think this is, uh, you know, and they're trying to be funny with it. I don't think they know a lot about these kinds of sports. And so you get true reactions um, to their stuff, and which is no different. And, and here's, the, here's the greatest thing, right? For a long time, the networks and these big executives have crapped on YouTube, TikTok, uh, all these, you know, social media streaming platforms. And now they're copying everything that's on YouTube because this is not anything new to YouTubers, right? You no. you, you, have people doing reaction videos
1: and all kinds of stuff. So it just you know. shows you that people, I mean, Snoop crosses over in all aspects because he's authentically himself. And right. he, he he puts himself in every situation, you know? And I think that's what it is, the authenticity. Uh, I mean, you can't, like, even Kevin Hart, you know what I mean? Kevin Hart is a comedian, probably one of the top comedians of, like, of my generation, at least. And he's over here cracking up because he didn't expect him to say, he's like, man, he want to put him in the video. Like, that's hilarious, you know what I mean? And in the moment, that's an authentic answer. And, I like, to your point of the people, uh, like, the companies, like, following this, this, uh, how do you say it? Like uh, the trends, right? I guess I guess the trends. I guess the trends, yeah. But it it just shows that if you can't beat them, join them. They they tried so long to keep the the old school like way of of doing content intact, but you can't control authenticity. That's the same reason why podcasts are like one of the number one forms of of listening now, because it's like people sitting in the, in a room talking about in a real way. They're not censored. They're not like trying to push a front they just want to hear people's actual opinions people are tired of getting this uh here's my show in a bow you know what i mean like i like mm-hmm. what i said about the, the commentators they're yeah. very uptight they're very professional about how they you know what i mean and very much so but that, that was the old school way but yeah. now you're seeing this wave and it's going to continue this is another thing that's just going to continue to evolve as content expands and now everybody has their i mean think about it we have a, we have a show yeah you know what i mean if yeah, this exactly. was the 90s we wouldn't have a show we would be talking about having a show and if somebody saw us speaking together and was like hey those guys got a good dynamic let's give them a show yeah. then we'll get the show but then we'll have it on the guideline we don't really have guidelines other than you know what i mean let's not get you fired from your job that's about the only <laughs> guideline we have <laughs> that's a good guideline <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let
0: me put it. That's hilarious. And the people that follow equestrian events uh, probably hated it. You know what? I, you I don't know. know. I, I, here's the thing. How how many equestrian <laughs> events did people watch? I bet there was millions of views watching this horse Crip Walk, right? That, that people found hysterical that got eyes on equestrian. Yep. But but before but uh, like when did you watch equestrian nobody ever watches that unless you're in the sport or you like horses and you love that that's that
1: clip brought more eyes to equestrian than a question is bringing eyes to equestrian right. that's all exactly. that's all it comes down to exactly so
0: no you it's true i'm sure that equestrian people hated it or people who like who took it very very seriously but it it, it the, the whole intended purpose is to bring eyes to to something new and to entertain people who want olympic coverage which is exactly what they did. Uh, let's see, he says here, all 100 of them and their parents. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: a family affair.
0: Yeah, all 100 of the people who who were rooting on the equestrian are mad right now, and their parents. You're right. And their parents uh, who have lots of horses and money. So yeah, they're <laughs> probably very mad. <laughs> Excellent point, Lenny. Lenny is always the MVP, for sure. Um, there was another clip I was going to play, but there was a dude who um, who split the gold medal on the high jump. Uh, but we're we're going to skip that, and just in the interest of time. Um, but it's it's just one of those things that you know. Again, the Olympics are fun. It's fun to watch. It's fun to to sort of see the nations come together, and you learn about different sports and things. So uh, you know, Kevin Hart and Snoop, you know, having a little fun with it, it just makes it all that more entertaining. Um, okay. So let's talk about the week in in the you know in the cinemas. You've yeah. got The Jungle Cruise who came out this week. It actually came out this weekend and it's having huge Rotten Tomatoes numbers, good numbers. And I haven't seen what the box office is going to be for this one, but it is riddled with the premiere access plague of Disney Plus. So whatever money it would have made um, it's going to take a hit next week if this Premier Access stuff is what it is. Was it a um, big budget
1: a, film? A
0: huge budget film. I think 200 it's like two hundred million. Yeah, yeah. two hundred million dollar film. Um, now for the review itself, I, I you know I did post a, a review. It's a spoiler free review, and I'll I'll keep it spoiler free here because it's the weekend. It's out. Uh, we don't want to be that guy, um, Jim. Yeah, don't be Jim. <laughs> don't be that guy. Um, No, so so you know. A lot of the review and and myself included, you can see similarities to the mummy to the movie the mummy. Yeah, um, they have sort of the same character structure. You've got uh, you know Emily Blunt who's the same as Rachel Weiss and Brandon Fraser is the same as the Rock in terms of he's the he's the male lead. And then there's a bumbling brother um, <laughs> who's British, and he's the comedic relief. And it's in both movies. It's the same way. Um, my only gripe with this movie. Uh, from my review, and again, if you guys want to see the review, just go to my channel, and, and that's my. It's, it should be my top video there. Um, my only gripe from this was that they reused a lot of effects from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, that's the only thing. It's a fun movie. It's it's fantastic. It's uh, lots of adventure. It's got a heart. It's it's a great movie. Um, but some of the effects were recycled retreads from Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, there is a lot of. Um, the same um you know I don't know if you, if you've seen the pirate movies they've got those the, the the cursed sailors who are like half squid half whatever yeah you have the same exact thing that these guys are half snake half bees half whatever and it's it just it's silly
1: um this movie' is based off of the ride from Disney huh yeah yeah and, and
0: and in you know it's very true to the ride like the first 15 20 minutes of it you get your fill of what the ride is. Because it's it's you know, Dwayne the Rock Johnson being the skipper, and he's basically doing the whole Disneyland ride in the first couple of minutes. Um, but um, the, the thing about it too is is that he does a bunch of dad jokes. And at first they're cringy. They're like, oh yeah. but they start to they start to stick throughout the movie. Like at first I was the only one laughing because I appreciate a good dad joke. <laughs> and then later on when they were doing a couple more dad jokes, like my family was laughing. So it, it does grow on you. Uh, let's see, Lenny here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Many Disney rides are based on movies, so this is a movie off the ride. I guess Pirates was the same. Yes. Yeah. So th- This is Disney's attempt to take the the rides and make them into movies. There was Haunted Mansion. There was Pirates of the Caribbean. There's now Jungle Cruise. Uh, if, you know, um, I think that's it for now.
1: I thought Pirates is. I might be wrong. I thought Pirates of the Caribbean was like a book series or something before the ride, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm.
0: No well i I think they may have borrowed stories from you know like the seven Seas because I know there's a lot of lore about uh De- you know davy jones and and things that that you know existing pirate uh, materials are out there yeah. um but it was the characters are all based from the point. ride itself so but again, the movie is fun the the movie is a great movie um it's got lots of action lots of fun stuff it's it's a little corny you know it's a little corny but um, it for a family for a family movie. It's great. It's great. There's some jump scares for the kids, you know, Um and and the Rock is always great, man. The Rock it, did a great job. Emily Blunt's a great great actress. The, the whole movie works. It just my only issue was that
1: just the you know whole was this, the was movie this a movie? Was this like a yeah? But I feel like this age, like for probably what the audience this is going for, they didn't really watch the Mummy, or it wasn't like a prevalent movie to them. You know what I mean, like growing up, The Mummy was like, for me, it was a good movie, but it wasn't something I, I like look back as one of my favorite movies, even though like if I talk to my aunt, that was like the first movie they tried to show me and I, I, I was scared of it. So I don't want to watch it when I was younger. But that was definitely a movie for them in their time. So I'm thinking maybe it's probably the same, like not a lot of people I've seen those storylines. So they're trying to like just use what works.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and listen, it, it, it's it's true. And, and Lenny has a good point here. He says, Disney reuses content in many of the animated movies. Yeah, they, Disney doesn't want to spoil or, or or misuse some of their money. Like, if they can retread something, they will. And I'm not saying that the characters are an exact replica, but it, you can tell yeah. that's where the, the uh, inspiration came from and, and the effects look almost the same. Um, but yeah, you're right. The Mummy didn't age well. It did not age well um, in terms of effects. But yeah. the story was was interesting, and it was a surprise movie. I, I remember that people were shocked that it made as much money as it did. Um, people just liked it because it it was it was sort of um, an Indiana Jones, yeah. um, you know, type thing where people love that kind of stuff that the the mystery story, the quest, and this is this is the same thing. It's you're you're chasing an elusive prize, and the, you know, the the adventure the I think people like that stuff. It's fantasy and, and people like to see
1: things like that. So I think that's why it works. It, Does it, it works. benefit a movie experience or, or a home experience, you think?
0: Well, I, I watched it at home. And yeah. honestly, uh, I probably wish I would have seen it at the theater uh, because there were some very spectacular scenes and, and stunts and things in the action sequences that probably would have been better served in a large theater. Um but but again i you know i enjoyed it with my family it was fun yeah. but yeah i wish i would have seen it in the big theater but at, at the same time i can't go see every movie and i'm glad it was there but honestly if it wasn't available um at home i would have gone to the movies and yeah. see that's that's the problem that i get, think people don't understand is that yeah it, you have a choice now and then given the choice, sometimes you'll take the lesser, you know, like exactly. It
1: goes back to that convenience factor. Just right. putting these there. I already have the service. Why do I need to go? I could just make some snacks here and, and turn it off.
0: Well, you know what, what's funny? It's, it's Friday night, you know, we're it's ending of a work week and the family's home. We're all tired. Now, typical big movie comes out on a Friday. We would probably go Saturday or Friday night. Yeah. And so, that's what happens, right? Like, like you, you make a decision. You go, you know what, guys, we're all tired, but let's go to the movies. Let's let's go have some fun. Yeah. And so you go and you go and escape for two hours from the work week, from everything. When you're at home, you're not escaping anything. You're just watching a movie. It's a good escape. It's a good two-hour sort of diversion. But you still have all the problems at home. You you have your phones. Mm-hmm. You know, you have your, your your family sitting there. I mean, there's nothing to escape to. So I I I would I think would benefit from going
1: to the theater for sure. I mean, two hundred million dollar budget better be worth going to the theaters.
0: Yeah, no, no. Like I said, it was fantastic. I think it was good. Like I said, I was just, just mad about that. Now, the one thing I I wanted to cover that's coming out next week is the Suicide Squad, uh, and I don't have a, a you know an image or, or or thing for that, but it'll be one of our last topics here. Um, the reviews that are out are amazing reviews. Yeah. Um, here's what I'm worried about is some of the big YouTubers, some of the more, more um, big-time YouTubers who have seen the movie um, have a little bit of hesitation in giving it 100% approval um, because there's a, you know, it, it, it's, I think it's catered to a very specific type of person or type of moviegoer yeah. because it has, they're saying it's more violent than Mortal Kombat. Hmm. It's got more gore, violence, guts, um than Mortal Kombat. And that to me speaks volumes. Um that it's so it's so over the top in its gore and its violence that it gets lost and it loses meaning. And so I don't know. Like, like to me, those are some some signals, like, and a couple of them said, Yeah, it was a great time. I had fun, it was everything you thought of, but I don't know if I'll see it again. Hmm. So to me, I, I don't know if I like those reviews. Now, again, Rotten Tomatoes and the audience scores coming out um give it a 97 so this is going to be but to those people
1: movie. it's like what do you think the suicide squad like the suicide squad is a team of villains you know that are just working for the side of good at this point so it's just like you're gonna get villains and i think they're kind of just building off of because the first one wasn't i mean they kind of just rebooted it without rebooting it in a way you know what i mean like this is like right, right. Their, their version of, of rebooting it and they kept what worked but now they're they're just trying to enhance it so i can see them going in that darker direction just because the first movie wasn't as dark or like there wasn't as much violence but there was some of it and i think that's what worked from that movie was that you seen the villains doing villain villainous stuff for i guess the side of good in a sense
0: yeah i don't
1: necessarily think amanda is good but
0: no, no, and that. And, but she's a great actress. Yes, you know, yes. Who, prior. Davis. Yeah. And they say that she, she gets it. You, you start. From what I read, you don't like her because you're going to see more into her thought process and why she's doing it and what she feels about these characters. Yeah. And so, um. But you again, everything other than the people saying ultra violent, and they may not go see it again. Everything else sounds like everything I want to watch. Yeah. Profanity, violence gore um you know character deaths um but i heard i heard there's some nudity full frontal nudity of a dude or something like that now i gotta edit it for my kids (laughs) turn away (laughs) turn away real quick um and yes and before people judge me on here yes i think I'm, i'm gonna i'm gonna let my kids watch the suicide squad um but if it gets too bad, I may have to just pause it and be like, all right, guys, sorry. Or I may check it out first and then
1: figure out where I have to edit it for the kids. <laughs> I just feel like that's the direction you want to, as a comic book fan and, and somebody who likes comic book accurate movies. I That's what I would want to see from Suicide Squad. I don't want to see like uh, them being good guys. You know what I mean? They're villains. Let them kill people. Let them have their fun. You know what I mean? I mean, if there's... Full frontal nudity is what it is. You know, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get past it. <laughs> you know, that's what I'll be
0: like, is that really necessary? Come on, like, okay. like, <laughs> I'll, I'll go nude for the for the good of the movie, but no, no, no. I, I mean, <laughs> but you know what? I, you know, hey, listen. It's rated R. Yeah. I mean, you have no expectations that it's for kids, and so please, parents, don't bring your kids to see this movie. Um, if you want to do what I do, you go and you watch it first, and then you edit it out to see what they can and can't watch. Don't be like uh, so. <laughs> so Deadpool, I, I share the story, right? Deadpool, I go to see it. It's a you know they they brilliantly released it on near Valentine's Day weekend. My wife and I go to the movies. This fancy movie theater, they got drinks and wine and you know chocolates and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, this is a date movie. This is a date movie, right? <laughs>
1: I love so, how they even make fun of it too.
0: Yeah, he, he he they they um they basically were saying it's a date movie. Take your take your 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 date to go see it. Um, but when we sat down in the theater, I looked to the left of me. This kid was like six years old, sitting right next to me, and I was like, "Does this mom know exactly what she got into? Like, this is not this is not for for the young kid." And if you've seen Deadpool, the first one. There is, uh, you know, obviously gruesome bloodiness all in the beginning, which the mom stuck around for that. And then there was like, you know, like a five to ten minute sex scene. Where, <laughs> like a montage yeah, of sex, yeah, yeah. right? A, a huge montage. And yeah, mom took the head, <laughs> and it went running out. Chips, nachos, uh, chicken fingers be damned. They left the theater and they were yelling at the at the manager of the movie house and I'm like, why, why would you do that? You didn't, you didn't read the billing. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: So anyway. I think it's a misconception that, and this is just my opinion, but Deadpool's a great example as to why the suicide squad is probably elevating into that point because it clearly works. That formula works. And like you said, it's for a specific movie gore. Like the people yeah. who like to see gore, people who like that comic book accuracy, but I think it's, it's a misconception on, like, the normal public or, like, general public that comic book movies are for kids. You know what I mean? Right, right. Uh, Like, exactly. Marvel does Marvel does a good job of, like, keeping it pretty kid-friendly, but there's a lot of mature material throughout the Marvel series. It might not be, like, nudity or, like, blood and stuff, but just the concepts they're using. Like, even, like, Thor in the um, endgame, like, what he was going through was some real-life stuff. And and yeah. they used humor to... to because that's just how how Thor works. He's good with humor. But when you think about like his story arc, he was very depressed. And it's yeah, you know, I'm very right. very mature content. Like that that's what you get out of a comic book. You get a little bit of everything. You get the geeky side of it. You get like real stories that you know sometimes may apply to your life and you could use that as your own thing. But I mean, I think it's just that misconception of like comic book movies are for kids. Like you gotta you gotta understand, it. you gotta understand what comic book movie you're gonna go see. Because Deadpool from the get, nobody should have thought that was a kids' movie. you know yeah. what I mean?
0: Oh, for sure. Now, Lenny chimes in with his own story. He says, I walked out uh, out of uh, Step Brothers because of the drum set scene. <laughs> 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 the, dude, the dude is naked playing the drums. <laughs> hey, me, I'm going to put my testicles on your drums. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, you know, sometimes there's gross out humor and, it's, and it works, right? Other times it's a little over the top and I get that. Um, Sometimes you don't know what you're getting yourself into, but you know you just got to watch the ratings and stuff, you know. But, but like Anchorman, I I <laughs> I watch Anchorman with my kids, and we love that movie. But I start to cringe a little bit when I hear some of the jokes, yeah, because uh, they're they're pretty spot on <laughs> um, on some stuff that they should know about just yet. But uh, hey, we find some humor in it. But yeah, I think every every there's always a that you know I, I, my my wife hates the movie Kick Ass i don't know if you've seen that movie we we went because she thought it would be interesting and she's like you like comic book movies i love i know that you like those (laughs) and we went together and she's like that's the worst movie i've ever seen in my life i hate you (laughs) because there was a scene of a guy getting microwaved and he explodes and she's like that's gross like that's terrible and for the rest of the movie she just didn't like it and it's ultra violent and it's great it's glorious it's still one of my favorite movies, but I don't watch it with her ever again.
1: yeah, but like you know what I mean, you just gotta know you gotta know the audience
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. You have to know the audience. So no, so suicide squad should be interesting. I think we'll talk about it more next week as the as the general public gets to see uh, no, not general public, but as more reviews come out, yeah. um I believe it comes out next week, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or the week after. I always forget because it is they it coming their, out
1: on on uh, HBO Max.
0: It is it is coming out HBO Max same day. So we're That's gonna have gonna to watch be, that.
1: Maybe do a yeah. little review for it.
0: Yeah that that one I I definitely want to check out. Um, I want to go to the theater to see it, but honestly because of the editing part, and you know, I have to might fast forward it or pause it, stop the kids. This might be just I just check it out at home,
1: yeah. and
0: uh, and then watch with the kids, or I watch it with them and I'll edit as as I go. You know sometimes you have to do that. So, um, so yeah, that should be interesting. We'll talk about that one next week. Um, any other thoughts? Anything else you got cooking on on your
1: side of the, of the world, man? I'm just gonna continue streaming, and we're gonna continue doing this show. Man. And I see your growth every week. I tell you, it's inspiring. But every time I look, I see you got more followers. I'm like, let's go, man.
0: Yeah, no, no. Listen, I, I it's, it's a, it's something that I am, and again, I, I, I'm realizing again that we have to just. Keep grinding, have to keep putting out content. Uh, timing is is everything with, with my particular channel. Um, but again, I will do what I can do. Um, and like you're only just, seven.
1: Like if you really put it in perspective, you're really only seven months in. And like, yeah, that seven months seems like a long time, but people don't blow up until year three, year four of doing this consistently. So it's like you're still at the infancy of what you're doing. And like you're showing that just steady – consistent videos is going to build the audience the right way. All
0: right. Let's see. Lenny's got some here. The Movies That Made Us, Netflix Season 2. Yes. Um, I watched this series, Lenny, and I I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, if you haven't, AD, you got to check this out on Netflix. It's called The Movies That Made Us, and it's a behind the scenes sort of featurette of of different movies. Um, This Season 2 has Back to the Future, has Jurassic Park, um has pretty woman and i forgot the fourth movie um but but again it's a great little featurette on on it's about the 30 to 40 minute episodes about the different uh ways that they made the movie the story behind making the movie that to me is fascinating and i love that stuff um but yeah that's a great great show great series to watch
1: Behind the scenes of any, like, movies, like, especially, like, movies that impacted culture, it's super dope to see because you see their thought process. You see how, like, they might not have known, like, movies were going to blow up, but you can see, like, in their process, they were doing the right things that, like, maybe in the moments they didn't think was going to be what separated the movie, but, you know I mean? Then you see, like, oh, man, like, they took a chance on this scene, and that turns out to be the best scene in the whole movie. You know what I mean? Like, seeing the behind the scenes of anything i think is super dope it's the same reason why i'm excited to um excited to do the interview with Cinnamon because we could pick his brain and and like yeah he makes music and we make content in terms of like videos and stuff but we can learn something from how he got his audience overseas there's going to be something we're going to learn from that that conversation
0: Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, Lenny chimes in. Uh, yeah, Forrest Gump was the one I was missing. Yeah, I, I I've seen all of them except for Pretty Woman. That's the one, only episode <laughs> I haven't watched. Um, but uh, let's see. This is here. Didn't know they filmed Back to the Future for six weeks with a different lead actor. You're Right. That so one one of the cool stories about Back to the Future in that in that series was that Eric Stoltz, which is a you know an actor who did the he did Mask in a couple other movies. Yeah. a big actor back in the eighties um was filmed and did six weeks of Back to the Future and it just didn't work. It, they just weren't getting the chemistry and the pop that they wanted. And six weeks in they they let him go and got Michael J. Fox. So and what was funny is there's a couple of scenes if you watch it closely. Now I have the 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 collector's edition Back to the Future yeah. uh, 4K UHD one. Uh, and and yeah and Flex I, I, not not knee dropping I'm just I, I love movies. But um <laughs> But yeah, there's a couple of scenes that Eric Stoltz is still in. Um, they just spliced either Marty McFly or, or Michael J. Fox in there, um, or it was like an action scene, and they just left the him as a as a body double in the movie. So yeah, that's a, I mean that was fascinating. It's fascinating to watch, and the, you know that people didn't think it was going to work. You know, we you think of Back to the Future, you think iconic movie, you think it's got to work. Who, who would not green like this movie and you see how many studios passed on it which is crazy but
1: that's that that's a, the exact thing i'm talking about like think about the decision after six weeks of filming with the one actor to be like hey this is not working we need to redo it like most most movie sets probably won't do that they'll just take the l and be like hey we'll make it work we'll find a way we'll do it in editing blah 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 because they don't want to take that risk but because they took the risk it paid off big because that's a movie that's going to go down you know what i mean people are always going to reference that movie especially when it comes to like time traveling i mean they they reference it in endgame you know what i mean like so oh, yeah
0: yeah
1: it's just, it's just those little those little like they had the balls to do it and and that's what changed the course of the movie so i mean that sounds like a dope series because you get this backstory and stuff
0: yeah it is it, it, like i said it, and it's about good movie like like popular movies that you would know like you're no there's not an obscure movie in there that. I think the first season was Home Alone and um, a couple of different movies, like big, big time movies that you loved growing up or that you loved watching. And then the story behind them um, just just fast. I think Die Hard was one of them on season one, which I watched. I mean, th- that to me, like how they come up with casting, how they figure out who's going to play this, the, the the auditions, little things like that just fascinate me because. It's it's crazy all the parts that go into making a movie, making content or making anything. Um, so yeah, it's a good series, man. Lenny, that's a good good uh, suggestion there. So anybody who hasn't seen that, that's Netflix. Um, the movies that made us. That's the they just released season two this this last week. And I, I like a fiend. I watched uh, most of them except for Pretty Woman. I don't. <laughs> I. I, I I'll be honest. I like Pretty Woman. I, said I don't like it, but I've seen a couple of featurettes on how they made Pretty Woman. See, I'm I'm the nerd. I'm the I'm the guy who they make um, the DVD featurettes for. you <laughs> see the behind the scenes? I, I'm that guy. You know, after we watch the movie, I'll sit there and I'll watch the featurettes. I'll I'll watch the deleted scenes. Only thing I have not done, which I'm glad I haven't done. I've never watched a movie with the director or actor
1: commentary. Never done I that. try I tried, it's not good. It's so hard to concentrate on the movie and then Yeah, it's distracting. I can't I, I tried. I tried and I heard
0: like I, I saw a YouTuber said you got to watch, you know, uh, minute 51 they start clowning the movie or whatever. And I've I've gone and done that, but I can't watch a whole movie with other people talking through it. So that's uh which was my segue from last week, right? We had said maybe I should start doing that. <laughs> well, you know, and I honestly, oh, my God. I have thought about that since we talked about it. And I'm going to do it. That's my commitment. I'm going to do at least one. <laughs> I'm going to do at least one. Um, but I, it, the only reason I'm doing one is because I need to see how, how big a commitment is to editing. Because yeah. I know... I don't even have a Patreon. Like you know, you have to have a Patreon account to do one of these hour-long watch alongs or 2-hour yeah. watch alongs. I don't even have a Patreon account. So I got to get a Patreon account. I, I got to edit a video. So I'm going to test it. I'm going to test it out because these dudes that watch videos or with people on reactions, you know, 30,000, 40,000 subscribers. People love that stuff. I don't I you know, I watch the condensed version, the 20-30 minute version. Um because I think that's fascinating how other people think of a movie. Yeah. Um, but I can't sit there and watch a whole movie with someone talking through it. That, to me, would drive me crazy. Yeah. But, hey, there's a, there's a market for it. People want that. So I'm going to try it.
1: <laughs> I mean, it just goes back to the Snoop and Kevin Hart thing. Like, people like human commentary. They like real, authentic commentary. So it's like commentary on commentary it has to work in some in some aspect of life on this internet
0: <laughs> yeah yeah'll we'll see lenny here is, is trying to clown me he says admit it you have the laser disc <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny I don't have laser disc. you know why i I didn't <laughs> laser disc came out at a time when I was when I was still living at home I think I was a teenager um I remember my my high school science teacher had this giant laser disc and would put it in and he'd you know flip through the tracks. <laughs> But I couldn't afford any of that. And my parents definitely, we were VHS people. Um, And then when DVDs came out, I was, I had just moved out of my house, had my own money to spend. And yeah, I bought a stupid $500 DVD player. (laughs) And I, uh, you know what's funny? Somebody had asked um, online on Twitter, what was your first DVD you ever bought? And I I shamefully had said the um, Saturday Night Live movie, Superstar, starring <laughs> Shannon and Will Ferrell. <laughs> I, 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 Superstar. Superstar. <laughs> but uh,
1: uh.
0: So the embarrassing part is this, man. I, I went and we, we bought it from Brandsmart Mart in, uh, in, in, in Broward. Went there, paid $500 or close to that for this, this thing. And I'm like, I'm scouring the aisles to get a good a good dvd for my first
1: dvd <laughs> and that was the one
0: <laughs> that was the stupid one i bought i said let me get super
1: <laughs> that would be a that, hilarious skit
0: <laughs> that takes that takes all credibility from my movie like you know from my movie persona like the big llama is the big the big sham he likes superstars <laughs> his first movie I ever bought in a dvd <laughs> I'm so embarrassed about that man.
1: In I hindsight can't... it's not a terrible movie, it's pretty hilarious. I watched it like a year ago. I don't want to say it held up, but it's no. pretty funny. <laughs> did not it held up, man. oh my god.
0: And why did I want it? Why did I want it on the best picture quality possible? I want to know what other choices you had. <laughs> That's what I want to know. You know what it was? I bet you this. Because I, I can't I honestly for the life of me can't remember why I picked that movie. But what I was thinking is probably it was on sale because I just spent $500 <laughs> Let's just get this one. Oh, this one's this one's $15. I'll take this one. All, all the <laughs> other ones were like $35 probably at the time. <laughs> I'll take this one. <laughs> so oh my god. Yeah. So and and you know, the funny part is I finally I buy mine. Um, but my, my buddies, you know, that graduated high school, he got out the year before. He's got all the good movies. He's got the Full Metal Jacket, uh, you know, the classics. He's got them all. And I'm like, I got I got superstar. So here you, go,
1: you want to borrow this, bro? <laughs> I'll trade you.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, oh here we go. Um, Lenny, is this is this Mrs. Newsom? Hi, Lenny and I <laughs> own that movie. Oh, oh no, Lenny. Lenny. You got some spleen to do, man. You That's Lenny's don't...
1: favorite. That's Lenny's closet movie right there. That's
0: that is Lenny's favorite. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah you're horrible. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. Oh, my God. I. And you know what? I think I still have it in my DVD collection. <laughs> I think I still have it in my DVD collection. I. I... Oh, my God. Yes all right so the mvp of tonight forget lenny we got Catherine coming in with with the superstar and and letting us know the dirty secret that lenny lenny and and her own that movie so yes yes for sure for sure um (laughs) to her grandma you're horrible (laughs) oh my god this is uh this is this is a fun trip down memory lane man (laughs) well Oh my God. And then, you know, the, you know what? You know, the one thing I, I, again, this is old man talking, you know, the great thing about the old school Blu-ray, I mean, the old school DVDs is they had great um, chapter menus and they had great yeah. menus, right? Now it's just, an it's still image on a Blu-ray yeah, press, play. Image, press play here. No, no, these guys, titles. these guys had thought into it. If you watched, uh, what's the movie? Next Friday? Pop mm-hmm. that one in. That's like a game. It's got a map of Rancho Cucamonga. And you've got to go through the I mean, it, it was it was an art form back then. They, yeah, they actually
1: put time into the menus. Like I, I remember that. Yeah. My, one of one of my memories, like I always cherished, my mom every Tuesday would take us to Walmart because that was like the re- new release for DVDs, and she would just buy us like whatever new releases came out. And we ended up having like over a couple hundred like DVDs, and I would just I would be bored because they owned the gas station so we would have to just entertain ourselves with movies and I would look through the menus and be like, "Oh wow, I didn't know this was here." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, man. And then and then you like you could tell then they had those special edition pack DVDs that had like, you know, had the widescreen and full screen formats.
1: Yeah.
0: And my and me being a cheapo because I didn't want to spend too much money, See, got I got a much. bunch of full screen formats. Yeah. <laughs> This is. I'm telling you, man. I I just I, I'm purging my my DVDs. Honestly, I am. I'm, I'm getting rid of them, but I'm but I'm buying Blu-rays instead. So, I know that's my new my new thing. This guy's gonna get the metal copies with the metal case, <laughs> steel case. Yeah. Superstar. I, you know what? Now, you know what? First movie I watch on my action has to be Superstar. Has to be Superstar. So, that, okay, that's the blueprint. We're, we're going to start with Superstar. My my watch along. <laughs> my watch along will be Superstar. I'm going to watch it in DVD format. <laughs> Just reminiscent of my of my first DVD purchase. Let's see. Uh, oh, let's see. Lenny says here, my first DVD purchase is much more respectable. Stargate. Bought with my PS2 on launch date. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. The PS2 could 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 play DVDs. DVDs that was the big know? thing, right? Oh man, those were the days, man. The PS2. Stargate. Look at that. Lenny, Lenny, uh, you know, have not make me look bad on this one, man. I think it's <laughs> we clowned him on. on yeah, he
1: owns, Super you know, that was, I may own it, but it wasn't my first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you still own it, Lenny. You still own it. <laughs> It's in a part of your movie. collection
1: as much as much as mine.
0: <laughs> but at least it wasn't your first one, you know, your first DVD. That's that is so sad. Such just a just think about song. this.
1: You you pay five hundred dollars for a DVD. For the first movie you watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so
0: sad. Oh, sadly, hey, we still ha- he still has it. Oh my <laughs> god! And listen, and listen, I paid five hundred dollars, and it did it didn't have HDMI. <laughs> it wasn't HDMI, it was uh the, the colors, the four the colors, the, whatever the, the I had at least the four or five colors on a CRT TV, man, and that was that was terrible. Oh my god. Hey, listen, I'll share one more and then <laughs> we'll see if we'll wrap it up. So so listen, so now fast forward to um before the you know before everybody had flat screens, right? Yeah, you know, the, the big the big ticket item to buy was the the Sony, the Sony flat one. But it was 600 pounds and it it had the huge back, right? But the front had that flat look and it was huge. It was only a, now I say it's huge, it was like a 36 or 40 inch TV. But back then, that thing was a monstrosity. Yeah. So again, this is sad stories from the old man. Um, So we go to Circuit City. You remember mm-hmm. Circuit City? Yeah, I remember. Oh my god. I was dating myself there. Um we go to Circuit City. I say, I want this TV. Well, give me this this give me this thing, the big monstrosity. I want to buy it now. Mm-hmm. Finally have a little bit of cash. I probably think I put it on credit. I didn't have any money. Uh, <laughs> I go there. Uh, oh my god, Incredible Universe too. Oh my god, that was a great store. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I I go, I go to Circuit City. I get this giant TV. I got a small Kia Sofia,
1: mm-hmm.
0: small tiny car, and you know my ingenuity. I say I'm going to I'm going to make this fit. It's going to fit my trunk. I'm telling you, it, it was massive, massive in the back. So here I am lifting this 600 some odd pound TV, trying to squeeze it in the trunk. I was going to ride home with it halfway out the trunk. Um then I'm trying to put it in the side of the door. It's like ought to fit in the back seat. That TV didn't fit. I had to call I think my in-laws to come with a truck or something.
1: Oh god. And then you know, but yeah. You were too excited. You were too excited to get the TV like any by any means necessary.
0: I wanted to hook up my five hundred dollar, you know, DVD player to it and (laughs) watch. uh, No, but you, oh. this is, you know, the, the funniest part. I, I <laughs> oh my god, this is terrible. My movie choices were terrible. I had to have the DVD Romeo Must Die with uh, Jet Lee and the Leah. I bought it the same time I bought this TV.
1: <laughs> the fact that you remember this is hilarious. Oh my
0: too. god, yeah, now Lenny's here. You plus the TV in a Sophia, yes, yes, a a Sophia. <laughs> I don't think they make them anymore um i bought that bad boy brand new with no features no features so, roll up windows i still had the cranks uh yeah man I, I this i'm telling you man i i've done i've done it all man an incredible universe which he's referencing i don't know if you've ever heard of that store man
1: no okay. no way
0: before your time so uh, let me let me lay out the land of, it's, it was like a little mall it was it was an electronic store but it was like a little mall had a mcdonald's in it and the bad thing is that you could play video games there
1: they mm. had all
0: these PlayStation set up on these big tvs and the different parts they had computers already like connected turned on so all we did as kids is go in there and play video games get some mcdonald's and walk around the store and listen to
1: music um the greatest place to go horrible prices um, sounds like the blueprints were like walmart when they had the video games as well yeah in the back yeah
0: yeah, but I mean, th- I mean, I'm talking about like there was this one spot in Incredible Universe that had this ginormous like this. These were the projection TVs. Yeah, it had ginormous projection TVs, like 60 inch, and they had this PlayStation hooked up to it. And dudes were lining up, like we like it had little little beanbags and seats around it. All of us were lined up talking. About, I got next. I got next. Like 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 we like like we were actually playing. You know, on the on the courts. Um, was I it mean, like
1: was this like maybe after arcades? like right after arcades no that that could be why
0: arcades were still pretty prevalent and and we had grand prix Rama right around the corner which is the Mm. greatest arcade it's ever been uh and unfortunately they had bad management but um that um that place you just we just went there just to hang out like like after school you went there to hang out and you ate some mcdonald's and you enjoyed yourself and yeah grand prix Rama was in my day the greatest arcade that I've, i've ever known man i don't know i'm old grand prix you're like what the hell is that man yeah
1: I never heard of that but i would take a time machine and go to an arcade and play like mortal kombat one in the arcade i feel like that would be an experience that I, as a as a kid who loves mortal kombat i would love to experience beating somebody face to face
0: there was nothing like that cheap ass speaker cranking the punches i'm telling you hey hey listen i'm so old I played the Street Fighter with the punch button. I'm talking about the one you had to punch. <laughs> I'm serious. They had it had a, a like a like a flexible little cup yeah. that was like um soft. Yeah. And you had to punch it. You had to go like this to and you'd be like, bah, bah. <laughs> yeah. Street Fighter one was horrific to play. But yeah, and I played the first Mortal Kombat, and that was amazing. And you know? the and then when Street Fighter 2 came out, man, I was at 7-Eleven across the street from my house every day. <laughs> Smoking all my quarters, man. Every just take them off. Any money I can get. I stole money from my parents. I'd be like, anybody <laughs> you lose that? Then you need no, that, you quarter? that? I'm that <laughs> quarter? Let me get that quarter. Let me get that quarter. Like, like change drawers were gone. Like that's that's how addicted I was to Street Fighter. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, that was that was a fun trip down memory lane for sure. Um, I'm sure you'll never forget my DVD story and <laughs> superstar will i promise i promise i know superstar. to get
1: you if you ever hit a thousand subs i know what to get you for a gift <laughs> <laughs> the steel book edition <laughs> steel
0: <laughs> the steel case <K> superstar <laughs> i need it in my life oh my god so no i promise that's the first movie i'm doing is superstar I'm going to do a movie watch along reaction to it. Uh, I will tell the story again at the beginning of the reaction watch along and I'll put it on the channel. We'll see what happens. Let's see how, how that goes. Um, maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll tease the movie here and talk about <laughs> how bad it is. And then I'll just do the reaction to it. <laughs> but anyway. All right. Well, we've had an awesome night of of just, you know, recapping the week. Um Thank you so much to, to Lenny, to Catherine. Uh Catherine was the real MVP. She came in and, and put Lenny on blast. I put love Lenny that. Put Lenny on
1: blast.
0: Uh, we had John. Uh, John uh, Gillen was up early and Lenny was actually on earlier, which was great. So thank you guys uh, for tuning in and, and, and for being uh, part of the Big Llama show. This is what makes it fun and exciting and interesting is being able to interact with with you know subscribers, with with folks. And just have a good time and laugh, and that's that's what we want to do. Um, any parting shots, Ad, before we get going?
1: No, nah, man. Uh, we'll be here next week for with more uh, more topics and more more funny conversations. We'll find out more about Big Llama's <laughs> secret movie collection.
0: <laughs> oh my God! No, listen. <laughs> we'll have more old man stories. How's that? <laughs> more, more. Uh, I won't even tell you how much I played for a CD player. So, <laughs> and what was your first CD? Oh,
1: no, no, listen, <laughs> I was a,
0: I was a. Listen, I, I'm gonna end it on this note because I'm gonna get in trouble. Because Columbia House is closed, right? Columbia House yeah. doesn't exist anymore, right? I had six different identities from Columbia. House. <laughs> <laughs> I was Kenneth. Kenny Big, uh, you name it, that, I was a different name. And so, yeah, no, I owe lots of money to Columbia House for, for DVDs, for, for movie. I mean, for CDs, and, oh, my God, everything. So, anyway, all right, well, that's the Big Llama Show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Remember to like and subscribe. Remember hit that bell notification so you know when we post videos. Uh, tune in every Sunday night, unless we say otherwise. Every Sunday night, 10 p.m., we'll do the live stream here, and we'd love to see you here. Once again, thank you, everyone, for tuning in the Big Lama Show. I'm the Big Llama. He's a D. Peace out, everybody.